In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. gentlemen back judge podcast uh i'll be hosting i'm lee i'll be hosting this episode because adam although he's with us uh is feeling a little hoarse and uh may or may not be yeah we're not hey, it's a it's a hipaa violation so we're, we're not yeah, gonna get well, into it he's feeling but, uh, hoarse you know. we can leave it at that he's feeling hoarse <laughs> um <laughs> let's, let's just say there's been something going around the united yeah. states uh for a little bit here and nature's uh, vaccination you know, it's it's uh, it's been happening at a higher rate than usual, and uh, I may or may not be part of the statistic. But uh, that, that the viewers can draw their own. That leads us to uh, to me stepping up to the plate and, and leading off, so to speak, or I guess batting fourth, batting cleanup. Um, I'm going to be hosting. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we got a great week 18 slate behind us, and we are now officially in the postseason. Um, for better or for worse, um, the college football season. We also we also got to build on some momentum here. Rave reviews. Rave, re- yeah, rave episode. reviews. We got a little bit of. I'm under pressure here. This is the first episode since we've gotten rave reviews. I have to step up to the plate. So there's kind of you know, bear with me. Hey, the process isn't going to change though. Bear you with know? me. We're going to keep shooting from the hip. Yep. Keeping it loose in here, and that's uh, that's why the morale was so high after last week's episode. Yep. Um. Uh, do, do we want to touch, before we go playoffs, do we want to touch on Black Monday at all? Um, sure. Why not? I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm start. Uh, Brian Flores getting fired was a bad decision by the Miami Dolphins, and I think that guy's going to get a head coaching job in 10 seconds yeah. uh, this offseason. <clears throat> and I think whoever hires him will probably be pretty happy to do so. I think this is a guy who... It's pretty much proven that he's a for sure worthwhile, solid NFL head coach with, you know, a pretty young guy too coming from the Belichick tree. I think there's a lot of potential there. I think that he did a great job in Miami, and it sounds like um, it kind of just came down to a disagreement between the front office slash brass of the Miami Dolphins um, and and head coach Brian Flores and what direction they wanted to go to. And I personally think that they should have stuck with Flores um, and maybe found a new GM. But, uh, you know, they ended up firing Flores, and that's a guy who I think is going to be a pretty, uh, pretty high-level candidate this offseason. I, think yeah. I also will follow that up by saying I think the Vikings made a great decision in firing Mike Zimmer. I think that era is kind of over. Um, they really weren't able to – after that loss to the Eagles in the NFC Championship in 2017, I believe, um, they, 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 they couldn't really bounce back from that as a franchise – um, and they're, you know, got a really good roster. I think that's a, a really good job for whoever's going to get it. But they needed to move on from Zimmer, even though I think he was like 18 to 20 games over 500 in his tenure as a head coach. Um, he's been, he, he was there for, you know, at least since 2016 or something like that. Because I think his last, you know, time with the Bengals <clears throat> was, you know, during that 2015 season when the Bengals were last really relevant up until this year. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think two vacancies in the NFC North, kind of interesting to monitor. Yeah. Um, especially as uh, 
as you know, with the Lions interest that we have. Um, and potentially Rogers leaving. Yeah, potentially Rogers leaving as well. So, a lot of upheaval. Um, yeah, going to be really interesting to see where Flores lands. Still, you know, I'm, I'm going to say I think Joe Brady should go to the Giants. I think the Giants should give uh, Joe Brady, uh, if, if he's going to be an offensive coordinator, if it seems like he's not uh, head coaching material yet, um, I want to go see the Giants go out and get Joe Brady. Give Daniel Jones and those offensive weapons a chance. Yeah, well, that 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 ship seems like it's it's sailed. Yeah, seems seems so. Seems um, so. There are a couple names I want to shout out as possible head coaching candidates. Um, I'm going to start Steichen. with Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator of the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's a guy who is uh, just working his way up, working his way up. I know Clep, you talked about it the other day. D'Amico Ryan's a defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I think they started out kind of sluggish defensively, but have been. Nothing short of uh, of really impressive the past few weeks, even the, the, the later half of the latter half of the NFL season. Um, I think he's going to be a guy garnering a lot of interest. And then uh, my my guy Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Rams, another guy who um, was kind of on my radar for the past couple of years as one of the more high level assistants um, in the in the NFL, kind of from that McVay tree. I want to say. He's a, I know he's a former player. I want to say he got his start with McVay in Washington back in the day. So um, well, another guy I like. Also, speaking on Flores, too, it's going to be really interesting to see where Miami goes. Like what their kind of, you know, if, if Flores really was kind of the the contrarian in the room and, and kind of going against the grain there, um, you know, what, what direction does this franchise want to go in? I mean, it seems they can't be that sold on to. I get, I get wanting to give them another year, but... Um, just, I'm, I'm really curious to kind of see, you learn more about the fallout of Flores in Miami and, and I think potentially their next head coach kind of will illuminate like their thought process and what direction they're trying to go in. So, uh, but, but ultimately not, not a good sign that they let go Flores. And then it, it'll be interesting to see if kind of the two guys who seemed were snubbed last year with Biennemi and, um, Dable end up landing mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Because how many openings are there right now? Six? Minnesota, Chicago, right. Raiders, Dolphins. Well, the Raiders aren't for sure is yet. The Raiders, is the Raiders for oh, sure yet? It's not for That's sure cool. yet. Um, you got Bears, Dolphins, Jags. Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Bears, Dolphins, Jags, Vikings. I think that... I feel like we're at least missing Broncos. one. Broncos. Yep. Broncos. Broncos. And then maybe Raiders. Also, yeah, I will say... Uh, hiring Dan Quinn as a head coach, I think, is a really bad idea. And there seems to be a lot of, uh, you know, him in rumors. He's the betting favorite to be the next head coach in Denver. Uh, that just reminded me. I saw Bill O'Brien was the betting favorite to be the Jacksonville. Really? Boy, talk about a bad idea. Holy yeah. smokes. Would that be – that would be an awful idea. I would feel really bad for Trevor Lawrence and for the, the young players in Jacksonville if Bill O'Brien was hired. Well, Lee and I were, were talking on our, our morning jaunt, and I said Flores to Jacksonville. You know, you want to talk about a, a franchise that kind of needs to go in the opposite direction. They gave Urban Meyer pretty much a bla- blank check. And, and, I mean, you can make the argument for Flores with any of these coaching uh, options. He might be the best head coach on the market right now. But just Jacksonville, the lack of stability they've had, the way that you know Trevor Lawrence tied for the lead in interceptions at the end of the year, uh, you need to bring some some stability there, and you know that he can get that defense to play up. So, I personally would like to see uh, Brian Flores in Jacksonville. Just go on up uh, up the road from Miami. 
Yeah, I also want to, <clears throat> I guess, finish up with, uh, I think it's been kind of, you know, it's been impressive what the Raiders have done, but I think keeping retaining Basaccia would be a, a bad decision long-term for them. I don't really think he's the guy that's going to steer the, the ship where it needs to go. I still kind of think they're they're living in kind of the afterglow of, of all, everything that's happened this year, and it's really impressive that they made the playoffs. I think that, you know, we'll get into the, more of the details when we break down these games, but I think they got a good good shot here in the first round, and um, obviously he's done a, he's done a good job, but I don't think that he's uh, he's a long term solution for them. How about that? Uh, I said this a while ago. Doug Peterson to to Vegas. Yeah, he's getting like he's that. getting interviewed by a lot of places, so he's he's one of the hotter names yeah. on the market. Also, also wanted to say too. I think Aaron Glenn um, got an interview request from Denver. I really hope Aaron Glenn stays as the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. I think I think he will for at least yeah. this next season. I think it'd be pretty pretty fast for him yeah. to jump up, but you know, uh, sometimes sometimes it happens. Indeed. Um, you guys want to dive into the uh, wild card weekend oh, here? Breaking news: Joe Judge fired. Wow, wow. What? Joe Judge fired. I think that's breaking news. What? <clears throat> we. I thought he was like. I thought he was saying. Yeah, well, that's what Justina Anderson said, but. Uh, I'm going to break some news. Joe Judge fired. Um, another great spot for Brian Flores, the New York Giants. Lee, you're the you're the resident judge. Yeah, guy. the um, I totally get them firing him. I mean, I liked Joe Judge up until like week seven this year. And then I started to kind of realize that there were some issues there that uh, kind of Patricia-like. Very, you know, where you come from the Belichick yep. tree and you think everything's kind of going to work a certain way, but you have to earn the respect for it to work that way, and you can't skip that step. That's a fatal mistake as a head coach, and I think that uh, whenever you're telling, whenever you're, tr- <clears throat> whenever you're trying to prove to the media that you're like a good coach by giving them examples of like former players or things that happen, like drawing parallels with other teams, that's just a really bad sign. That's like a being insecure is like the worst possible thing you can be as a coach, and I think uh, Joe Judge kind of showed some insecurity, um, and it only got worse as the season went on. And then obviously that effort last week against Washington, two weeks ago against Chicago, the list goes on and on. And you can make an argument the Giants ended the season as the worst team in the NFL. So I think it's totally justified. Um, what is their history then? They went from uh, what's his Coughlin. face. Yeah, McAdoo. To, to then who was the guy? Yeah, McAdoo, and Shermer, then it was um, right? Shermer. Yeah, and then Judge. So they've had it's some been, yeah brutal. Well, and, and Gettleman is is retiring. So uh, ultimately, I think this is well. The, the whoever's incoming has has two first round picks. Uh, I think both in the top yep. ten. The Bears first round pick. So um, definitely a there's going to be some a, change in, in New York for sure. Maybe uh, maybe Russ coming to town. Things could turn around sure. fast. Wow. Um, um, all right. You guys want to dive in here? Let's dive in. Make sure there's no more breaking news. Um, all right. We're starting it off with Friday, right? No, Saturday. Saturday. No. Saturday the 15th, um, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern. The Las Vegas Raiders are traveling to Cincinnati. 2.30 Yuma. 2.30 Yuma. Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati to take on the young and thriving Cincinnati Bengals. Um, one of the more kind of impressive stories this season, I think opening up before the season as uh, the likeliest team to have their head coach fired, the likeliest team to finish last in their division, really kind of turning things around in, in the 
obviously the 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 uh, connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase a big part of that um, explosive offense and a defense that really has come to play this year. This line opened at six and a half. The Bengals were laying. It's now plummeted down more to the five and a half five neighborhood. Some Raiders money have come has come in. And it'd be unfair to sell the Raiders short, I think, after the way they finished the year and the way the NFL season was finished on that uh, Sunday night game in Las Vegas between the Chargers and the Raiders, I think, was a great way to put a bow on the regular season. What an incredible game and a gutty win from the Raiders. Um, this is a great game to kick off Wild Card Weekend with, and I'll start by saying I, I've made two wagers Um uh, on these playoff games and one of the first ones I made when this line opened at six and a half I bought it up to seven minus 120 and I laid or I, I took the seven points with the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cincinnati I think this is going to be a close football game I think the Raiders are playing with a chip on their shoulder and I dare I say it and I know I might sound like a broken record from this is dating back to week one against the Vikings I think the Bengals are a tad bit overrated um, and I think people are getting a little too uh, I don't know they're 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 the the Burrow uh, hype is kind of at an all-time high right now, and it's justified for the most part, but I don't think them laying uh, six and a half points is necessarily justified against a good Raiders team. The uh, <clears throat> I mean, these are two teams, personally, that I was... I left for dead even before week one. Uh, I did not think that either of these teams would make the playoffs, and, and here they are playing in week one. I did a little research... As a, as a Lions fan, you tend to track these things. Uh, the Bengals are the only team that has gone longer than Detroit without a uh, win in the playoffs. Their last win was in 1990, the 1990 playoffs. Um, it was technically in 1991, but the 1990 season, uh, they beat the Houston Oilers 41-14. to uh, And then since then, uh, they've lost 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Seven straight games. Uh, they made the playoffs uh, in 2009 through 2015 uh, every year except for 2010. Uh, and they lost all of those games. Obviously, the last, uh, the most recent loss for the Bengals was that game against the Steelers, which they uh, pissed away. I think that was the Vontez Burfick game, if I'm not mistaken. I think it Maybe. may have been. I think like Jeremy Hill fumbled or something, yep. right? Jeremy Hill That's fumbled. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I Lee, I'm kind of with you. I like the Raiders uh, with the points, but I mean the Bengals beat the. I, I know that the Bengals really beat up on the Raiders when they went to Vegas. <clears throat> um, Burrow's had a week of rest. The Raiders just kind of played a grueling overtime game uh, on Sunday night, and then they're gearing up to play again just like six days later. With the travel, um, so I'm, I'm kind of leaning Bengals to, to win, but I think it'll be close, like you said. I just some of the extenuating circumstances I think uh, give some advantages to Cincy. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Adam. Um, still, I think we're kind of all in. Uh, we're all together here. It's, it's it's hard for me to make this even five and a half. Um, I you know this to me probably should be a four and a half four. Uh, the Bengals did beat up on the Raiders in um, in Vegas, but I think you know you kind of have to throw that out the window to a certain extent. This Raiders offense, like the I mean, these are two very good offenses and defenses that aren't especially good. But you know, 
you know, it's going to, I feel like I, both these teams are going to be able to score points. Max Crosby is playing at an unbelievable level right now. Still the Bengals offensive line, um, you know, has kind of flown under the radar. Like obviously we all were looking at that to be the downfall of this team coming in and that, and that hasn't been the case, but still this isn't really a strength, especially I don't even know. Well, Burrow right. was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL by like a significant margin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the, the, the Bengals have, have won yeah. in spite of the fact <clears throat> that their offensive line is, is not especially good, and especially that matchup with Max Crosby and whomever their right tackle is. I don't even know who it is. It's a Riley Reef. Um, I don't even okay, know. I think it is. If he's healthy, but again, yeah, this is a game that I think is going to be close. Um, you know, the Bengals. I I, I kind of see what Lee is saying. I, I tend to agree. Like the hype train is at the all at an all time high on the Joe Burrow end of the spectrum. I think it's completely deserved. I think you know Joe Burrow is is pretty pretty damn impressive, and these are the type of games that get me really excited about him. Playoff games, when it matters, I do think he's clutch. I do think that he has that it factor, that gamer factor. We've seen it his his whole career since he was at LSU. Um, so ultimately, I think the Bengals are going to win this game and get off the Schneid and break that streak. But this is probably a, a field goal game, I think. You know, I, I think the Raiders are not going to go away easy. This is a really resilient team. We saw that against the Chargers. You know, they, they were dogs against the Chargers at home. And obviously there was some, some coaching decisions uh, that were heavily criticized by Brandon Staley, most notably him going for it on fourth and one from the own 18. I think even as a guy who likes when coaches are aggressive and go for it, I thought that was a bad um, bad play call, even if they were to get it. So those are the type of plays that, that throw away games. But this Raiders team is consistent. Derek Carr is playing. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's playing well. Renfro is one of the best red zone weapons in the NFL right now. He's just is pretty pretty impossible to guard down there. And Darren Waller is back on the fold. I don't know how healthy he is, but still just having that type of matchup uh, weapon for them is, is huge for this Raiders team. And this is a, a Bengals team that's, you know, we're gonna have Logan Wilson out there trying to trying to you know uh, check Darren Waller potentially or maybe Jesse Bates, but still I think that the Raiders are gonna be able to hang around in this game and uh, yeah for that reason I think that Lee is probably on the right side with the Raiders and they're the bet, but um, I, I'm kind of pulling for the Bengals here. I want to see them uh, as a fan in the next round. Yeah, I think the Bengals will probably win. I just like the full touchdown of getting in at that price. Um, I also want to say. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Staley going for it on that fourth down, I think, is disrespectful to the game of football, and and I and I think that it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable for for somebody to do that. It's unfair to the game, um, and it's silly. It's silly. It was really it stupid. Me it like was really stupid. Less. I no longer like him. I before I I liked him. I thought he was fine. I, I think analytics are fine. Sure, you know, there's cases where where I don't agree with it all the time. There's some cases where it makes sense. But after that, I can't like somebody if they do that. I'm sorry. It's just disrespectful to the game. It's like you're trying to. It's almost like you're trying to cheat. You're trying to, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's a slimy thing to do, in my opinion. Um, moving on. Saturday night, eight fifteen Eastern, five fifteen Pacific, six fifteen Yuma. Uh, the New England Patriots are visiting the Buffalo Bills for the third time this year. It's the grudge match. Um, each team with an away win. Uh, both pretty good games they played. Um, Patriots and rookie quarterback Mac Jones making the trek up to Buffalo. Four and a half point underdogs, four point underdogs, right around there. Looks like it's trending to four. Looking, looking more like four than four and a half. Um, this is a game I really want no part of as a, as a better or as a predictor. I just think I'm, I'm ready to sit back and enjoy this game. Um, 
I think the pressure is on the Buffalo Bills in this spot. I think they should win this football game. They're at home. They have the better quarterback. They're playing against a rookie quarterback. But I will never be the one to underestimate Bill Belichick and the Patriots' defense and what they've been able to do this year schematically on both sides of the football um, in special teams just to be able to make them a really hard team to beat, especially in the postseason. Um, my Honestly, my, my non-gambling uh, take on this game is I'll take the four and a half points with the Patriots because I really think this is going to be a close game. And honestly, I, I know I'm, I'm, I've been kind of on the wrong side of this, but I still don't think Josh Allen is necessarily the star quarterback that you don't really have to worry about um, making mental errors and, and, and throwing up a dud uh, on, at home field in, in, in a playoff game. I still think that that's well within the realm of possibility. So for that reason, I'll take the points of the Patriots. I think the Bills probably should win the game, probably will. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be gutty um, in, in a defensive kind of matchup here. Um, I, another question for you, boys. Do you, uh, do you have a, any guesses as to what the expected temperature for kickoff is? A guess? Yeah. Well, it's Buffalo in mid-January. So, maybe 15, 20 degrees? Hmm. Is it? it I'm, I will say it's, it's expected to be one of the chillier games. Oh, wow. Are we talking five? History. We're talking, We're talking seven, seven, baby. Mm. Seven yeah. at kickoff. Well, that it, it lines up perfectly for this game, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the Bills here, man. I, uh, I definitely fear Belichick to a certain extent, and I think this Patriots defense is good. Uh, but... I'm, I got to stick with the rookie quarterback trope, man. Uh, Mac Jones, I think is is fine. I obviously, I think I've made this point a couple a, a couple podcasts um, on a couple podcasts. Obviously, I was I was wrong about the immediate hype and impact of these rookie quarterbacks, but I think having Mac Jones as my number five QB, I kind of expected this. You know, I thought all the other quarterbacks were going to be a lot better. Uh, more electric than Mac Jones, but I thought Mac Jones. I said it, you know, in the summer. I said he gives he's an upgrade over Cam Newton. He gives his passing game and an upgrade. Um, and you know, I think he's going to be good and take care of the football. And he's, you know, pretty close to a, a you know, fifteen, ten to fifteen to fifteen to twenty quarterback from day one as a rookie. Um, that being said, going into Buffalo as a rookie, despite having Bill Belichick and a good defense. Um, I just think I think this game looks a lot more like the second game than the first game. I think the Bills probably win. You know, I, I like the Bills on the spread. Uh, you know, I'm gonna wait and see where this number goes. I would love to see it get down to three. That would be beautiful because I know some people are betting the Patriots. Whether that happens, um, well, you know, we'll have to see. But I doubt that will happen. Yeah, it probably won't. But I think even if you say that Belichick is the best coach in the league, I think Sean McDermott is a pretty darn good coach. He's top five for my money, top seven easily. Um, so the drop-off between that, I think, is marginal. I think these defenses are both pretty comparable. Uh, and then offensively, the Bills just have a, a much higher ceiling and a similar floor to the Patriots. Even if they can, you know, they can score points in bunches, they kind of they played flat against the Jets. I don't really expect, and I guess I guess against the Falcons a little bit, but I still think that. You know, the Bills are my pick to come out of the AFC. You know, I, I think I said that last pod. I like the Bills a lot to come out of the AFC. I think Josh Allen, even playing not as at a high level as he was last year, he still is so hard to defend and tough to defend. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the Bills know this team. 
Uh, I think the Patriots stick around, but ultimately I think the Bills are just are too much, too much for a good Patriots team. Yeah, one of one of two games this weekend where uh, divisional opponents who split in the regular season are playing each other. I know Crehan dusted off the burner, burner Twitter account earlier oh, yeah. this year for these uh, for the two uh, late season matchups between the Pats and the Bills. Yeah. Uh, I like the Bills just at home to to clean up. Take care of business, yeah. but um, should be a, should be. Lee a fun and I one. were just talking about this too uh, over our sandwiches. But if if for some reason you know if the Bills lose this game, man, the offseason conversation in Buffalo and just kind of the future of that franchise, it's it's really interesting to think about kind of like where they go. It's, from like a, there. it's a major problem if they lose. Yeah, major, <clears throat> major, it's a major, major problem. Yeah, I mean, I think to a certain extent they would just. I mean, you just run it back. Yeah. I mean, you've made the playoffs two years in a row. You won your division two years. In but a you're row. now looking at a, t- a team that, yeah. quite frankly, has underperformed. With Josh Allen set to get, you know, I'm sure Josh Allen's yeah. going to be get get yes. the big contract this summer, uh, and and this team will, you know, have last year losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Kind of that's all they can show for. Oh, really? Well, you know, Klepp, you wrote the article about the Bills back in the day, man. You were one of the first adopters. We've had this, you know, four to three year window of. The Bills really impressing us with their personnel decisions, how they attack free agency in one, you know, attack the trade market. Got that's a BJP exactly drafts. brought in some that's boys sure. in the draft and yeah. went out and got Stephon Diggs and have made a lot of really heady heady moves on Brandon Bean's part. And we've all been a you know a big fan of McDermott, Dable, and Frazier. So it would just be a shame if if they can't capitalize on this on this window. Um, all right, <clears throat> moving on. Sunday morning. 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 Yuma, 1 Eastern. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to be traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to get crushed. Um, That's my prediction. I'll take the nine with the Eagles. I'll take the nine oh, points. The Eagles are going to get whacked. I'll take the nine points. They're I getting think whacked. I don't like Clay. Like, I don't like. That. I think the Eagles are going to shorten this game. <laughs> They're going to run the ball effectively. Um, I think their defense might be able to come up with some big plays. They're going to run it effectively yeah, against the Bucks. I think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. I mean, the Jets ran the ball effectively, and Carolina honestly ran the ball pretty effectively until the mid-third quarter. Um, I think the Buccaneers, I'm selling Buccaneers stock. I'm selling Buccaneers stock. They're banged up. Their defense is, it's a bad, it's is, a bad stock is not as good. You know what? Keep your opinions to yourself. I'm going to give you your... You're selling Tommy... You're, you're selling... Tom Brady in, in January. Yeah, I am absolutely. That's the stock. Absolutely. You're selling. Last year was their year. Yeah, I do not. Think, hurts. I do not think their team is as good this year. I think the Buccaneers. <laughs> you hate. You hate hurts. I think the, the Buccaneers Eagles. are going to win. I've hated them all year, and they're nine and eight, and they've proven yeah. me wrong time and time again. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win the game. I just think nine points is too many. I think Tampa Bay is overrated. They, these teams played on a Thursday night in you know October, I think, and it was an eight point game or something, and it was you know. That was when the Buccaneers were fully healthy. I think this Eagles team has good veteran leadership. Um, I've been wrong about Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's really good. I also, I think, I, I think he's average, and I, but I think he's, I don't think he's afraid to go to Tampa. And you know, I think he's a good leader. I think he's got a really good head on his shoulders. I think he knows how to run the offense, and I think that they're going to be able to, to to put some work in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I don't think the Buccaneers defense is as intimidating as it was last year and I think that the Buccaneers defense has only gotten worse honestly the past four or five weeks um I think the two Mike Evans is I guess healthy but kind of in and out of being healthy he gets injured every game Chris Godwin's out for the year Antonio Brown's obviously no longer on the team uh Gronk is good but old 
Uh, Leonard Fournette is hurt. I just don't I don't think this is the big bad Buccaneers of of years past. And I think the Eagles are going to go in there and be able to kind of put up a good fight and I think this is going to be a relatively close football game. I'm not betting it. Um but if I had to take a side, I'm going to take the Eagles um with the Buccaneers winning this game by maybe 4 points. Yeah, I I'm not as confident as Clep, but I I really like the Bucks here. Um I don't think that the Bucks are overrated. I don't think you should be selling the Bucks. I think, yes, they are losing Chris Godwin, who's you know an unbelievable receiver, an unbelievable talent. AB is no longer there for what it's worth, and you know antics antics off the field aside, Antonio Brown is a top twenty receiver. I mean, Antonio Brown's unbelievable, so that's a loss for them. But I still think this, you know, you get back to those those OG kind of Brady in, in New England, making it work with the Cyril Graysons of the world, the Tyler Johnsons of the world, the Scotty Millers of the world. Uh, you still have Gronk and, and, and Mike Evans, which should kind of keep keep that offense afloat. And then it just comes down to Tom Brady playing at an MVP level all year, playing unbelievable, playing unbelievable for the quarterback position. And this defense, you know, is, is Philadelphia going to be able to exploit this secondary, which is the weakness of this defense? No, they're not. They're going to have to run the ball on them, which I think is, uh, that's a fat chance. That's a fat chance. And, yeah, there was an eight-point game in Philly, but if I remember correctly, because I, I backed Tampa on that game, Tampa was up by a lot the, the whole game, and Philly got some garbage time points and made it an eight-point uh, eight game. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened at the end. I think they were up by 15-14 for the majority of the game. Um you know whether I expect the Buccaneers the to same win. Same thing could happen in this. It's a nine-point spread. So yeah, totally, totally. Um, I only have I have a teaser so far. Typical for Tommy. Tommy teaser uh, on the board, and I have uh, Tampa minus two and a half as the first leg of my teaser. So I mean I don't know. This is a Buccaneers team that really struggled to put Washington away last year with Taylor Heineke in the first round of the playoffs at home. So I'm not saying that you know I expect the Buccaneers. They were on the road. I'm not saying that I expect the Buccaneers to lose the game. I just don't think that the nine-point spread is necessarily warranted. I mean, the Eagles haven't beaten a team with a winning record all year. I think the Eagles are frauds. I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as people say. But I still think that they can, like, you know, be a relatively well-oiled machine and they have pretty good players on their team I just that don't think have been waiting for this moment, kind of. Like, the J- like Jason Kelsey, like Fletcher Cox, like Darius Slay. Like there are veterans on this team that are absolutely embracing the underdog role going into Tampa Bay and, and love being counted out right now. And I think that nine points is just too many um, with a, with a kind of hampered Buccaneers team. So we can I, leave it. at I that. I just don't think. Yeah, it's the matchup for me. I, if Philadelphia is able to run the ball successfully on Tampa, then they're going to have a puncher's chance and they should be able to cover the spread. But I have a hard time seeing that happen. And you know, Jalen Hurts is going to throw a pick. On that that defense loves this opportunity when it comes to turnover. So, all right, moving on. Sunday Talk boys. afternoon, one thirty Pacific, two thirty Yuma, four thirty Eastern. This I'm getting a little little <laughs> brain exercise with the times here. Um, we've seen this spread open at the Cowboys minus three, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Um, it hasn't really moved. It's three. I don't know if it's going to move. kind of seems like this is just going to be the spread, take it or leave it. I'm not interested in uh, playing the spread. 49ers have been nothing short of very impressive um, the past few games. I think that they are a team I would not want to be seeing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, really, really impressive win, comeback win against the Rams last week to 
to achieve that playoff berth. Um, and this is a Cowboys team that's kind of sputtered a little bit down the stretch and has beat some some unworthy opponents to uh, get that 12 and five record. I'm going to go against myself a little bit here. Um, obviously, not betting the game. I'm going to lay the three with the Cowboys in, in our little pick'em here. I think that they're going to be able to get it done. It's a home game. I think there's a ton of pressure on the Cowboys to succeed this year. They definitely have the horses on offense. I think their defense is good enough. Um, and I just don't know. I, I almost feel like the 49ers are a great litmus test for the Cowboys. It's like, are you guys going to be able to compete for the NFC Championship this year? Well, okay, open up at home and just beat a 49ers team that I think is like good but not great. Um, and their quarterback is good but not great. And, you know, I think that that's a, a, a task that the Cowboys are up for. Um, not confident, like I said, not confident enough to lay the points with them and make it, make it a play. Wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers kind of dictate the pace of this game and win. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here to rise to the occasion and to uh, survive the, the, this uh, this first round. Most notably because they're at home and because I think they have the better quarterback um, and the in I I believe in their weapons on offense to be able to get the job done. Tommy, uh, as a Cowboys fan, would you rather the Niners start Jimmy G or Trey Lance? They're losing either way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I like. So you're gonna you're gonna dodge the question. I mean, I guess. Um, I guess Lance because he's a rookie. I'd rather have him play Lance, but I I don't like this matchup for the Cowboys at all. I think the Niners uh, virtually have. Uh, have an advantage on on every plan on every playing field. I think there's a huge coaching disparity. One, two. I think the Cowboys' offense has been like the best offense in the league, but like Lee said, has sputtered out. You know, put 50 up on Philadelphia in Week 18, and and people are talking. You know, they they beat uh the the, the football team when we were you know still in Michigan. Uh, but Lee and I, we you know we 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 were on Arizona. They Arizona beat them. I just don't think this Cowboys team is, is very good. Um, they don't really strike a lot of fear into me. And one, I think this line, the lack of movement too, has to do with the fact that Trent Williams is questionable. I got to expect that he's going to end up playing in a playoff game. And I think the 49ers are going to punch the Cowboys in the mouth and the Cowboys aren't going to know what to do. <laughs> then this is a physical fo- uh, football team that uh, has, has, a, has a lot better coach. And the defenses, I think these defenses are kind of comparable Dan Quinn calling great defense for the Cowboys, and D'Amico Ryans is doing a great job with the 49ers. We talked about it. Um, I just don't like this matchup for the Cowboys. I think the 49ers are going to be able to control control the ball. The Cowboys are not very good at stopping the run. Um, they're going to be throwing Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel at them. Debo Samuel, I mean, that performance week 18 was like absolutely yeah. incredible. Awesome player. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, and also what the Niners did to the Rams, uh, you know, how we got to talk about it. And the fact that they were down 17 nothing, and me being a Jimmy G hater, got to give it to Jimmy G. He played the be- made probably the best game of his career. Seriously, that's the best game. I don't think that was the best game of his career. I mean, that second half, that second half out of him was unbelievable. Uh, and their ability to, uh, you know, come back from down that much and score, I guess, 23, 17 unanswered for sure. Um, or 24 and answer. I don't even remember, but this, yeah, it was 24. this is a, this is a darn good football team, whether it's Lance or Jimmy G under center. And I think it's going to take a, a disciplined, uh, good football team to, to beat them. And, you know, uh, if the Cowboys come out and uh, their offense is explosive as ever, and 
the the Niners don't have a, an answer, then you know I'll, I'll tip my hat to them. But I do not trust uh, the fat man here. I'm gonna uh, boy. Yeah, the fat man, the fat man. So I'm, I'm gonna get a little cocky here. I'm gonna get a little cocky here, and I'm gonna say if Trent Williams gets cleared. When this line slips to two and a half, I will lay the points with the Dallas Cowboys. I'll do that. I'll make a unit wager on the Cowboys if it goes to two and a half because I think that I think that I'm fading Tommy on the Cowboys. When Tommy talks about the Cowboys, I'm just gonna go <laughs> against what he says. Because um, I, I don't know. I think they're gonna come out with some juice in this game. I think they're gonna come out with a little bit of juice. Um, they and, just haven't uh, come out with juice though. You know, like this isn't a team that. I, I, I don't know. I beg to differ a little bit. I think I think there's a little I, I don't know. I the 49ers were so damn impressive in week 18 that I think there's like a little bit of recency bias that's trickled into this line because I personally would like put this at four probably. And I think that the reasons at three is because of how good the 49ers played and how dynamic they looked against the Rams. And I just really think that that's kind of the 49ers ceiling. And I don't know we could get that on on Sunday. I don't know if we will, though. And there's been a lot of kind of dud games from the Niners this year. There's a reason why they're 10-7 and 7 and not 12-5 and 5 or whatever. You know? And I obviously know their division's tougher. But I just think that the, there might be a little bit of that going on here. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to move forward to the Sunday night football game <laughs> between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was a double-edged sword because I really wanted to see my Colts make the playoffs. But, hey, if you can't beat Jacksonville, you can't beat Jacksonville, and you don't deserve to make the playoffs. And the Pittsburgh Steelers step in <laughs> at 9-7-1, and a team that tied the Lions this year, a team that has just been average to bad all year, has, has found a way to make the playoffs. And I really wish that I'm kicking myself for not being more stupid and ignorant about this team and, and thinking they were better than they were because I would have been uh, having a field day with that. Um, where, where are we at with our, our Mike Tomlin Coach of the Year tickets that we told everyone to buy beginning of the no year? Shot. I mean, no shot. I know, but still, I mean, I think he deserves I sold some... my, Matt, my Matt Rule and Mike Tomlin tickets at $3 a pop. I bought him for ten. I sold him at three. I got after Gruden got canned. I gave up on the whole coach of the year idea. Um, I'm gonna make make my my second wager public here. The Steelers plus thirteen. I have made a play on. It's twelve and a half now. Thirteen some places. I think we're gonna get the the Steelers kitchen sink here in this game. This is a team that two weeks ago got absolutely embarrassed on this field against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a team that I don't know if they necessarily knew they were going to make the playoffs, uh, and here they are. I think they're. I think there's house money. This is this is house money for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and I think they're going to throw everything they've got at Kansas City. I think they know they're coming in as underdogs. I think uh, they've got a really good coach, obviously, and I think there's kind of like a new breath of life a little bit to the Steelers team um, with the regular season being over. Everyone's zero and zero now. Go to Kansas City and see if you can't give the Chiefs your best shot. Um, and on the flip side of that, man, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are overrated. I just think that they haven't quite, you know, reached that peak that that everyone expected them to. Um, I, I think they're they're a little overrated. I think that Tyreek Hill was banged up last week in Denver with a heel injury. I don't know if he's going to be 100%. I think their defense is ripe to be exploited to a certain extent. I think it's a very average to below average defense. I think the Steelers can win one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside. I think they'll be able to run the football relatively effectively. And I think if they can keep within arm's length of the Chiefs, there's no reason why I'm not taking the 13 points here. 
and expecting this to be a relatively good game. I just don't think that after what happened, I don't even know what the date was, but it was somewhere in late December. It was like the 26th of December. The Steelers go to Kansas City and lose in an embarrassing fashion. One of the most embarrassing games of the year. A huge blowout, 38-3 to or whatever it was. I don't see them going into Arrowhead and getting blown out again. I think they're going to keep this within two possessions. I expect the Chiefs to win the game on the field, but I expect this to be a you know under a 10-point win. I think the Chiefs are going to win by one possession. So I'll take the points of the Steelers here and uh, very excited for this game. Yeah, I, 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 this is probably where I disagree with Lee the most. Um, I just think that game that you referenced, I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout, but in that game they didn't have Kelsey or Hill. Uh, they, they were neutralized effectively. Um, one of them, you know, they both had COVID protocol. I think Kel, I think Hill came back, but Hill, I don't even think, had a, maybe he had two catches. He, he really was not a factor. They didn't really even need him. Uh, Klepp's boy Byron Pringle, the, the Michael Harbins of the world, the Demarcus Robinsons, Blake Bell, uh, they did fine. And Patrick Mullins was able to distribute the ball. Um, I just have a hard, I've, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, Lee. I think that this is a big number for a playoff game between two professional football teams. But I just don't think this is a good matchup for uh, Kansas City. I mean, I, is, is, are the Steelers really going to be able to play keep away with Najee Harris and run the ball and, and make sure Kansas City doesn't get the, you know, and create turnovers on the other end of the spectrum? And even if all that happens, you're going to need Ben Roethlisberger to compete, complete third downs. And he's abysmal. He is so bad. So I just have – I cannot – you know, go to bat with the Steelers offense. Um, it's a farewell tour, man. Against, yeah, I mean, and you're going to have to buy into a lot of that stuff, but I think when, you know... I think they're going to leave everything on the field. <coughs> I think they're going to leave yeah. everything on the field. Is, I, I just think... How many points are the Steelers scoring in this game? I don't I think the Steelers can score 20-plus points in this game. I think they can put up 24 points. I think they could, you know... When's the last time the Steelers scored 24 points this, se- this season? Seriously. I mean... Uh, I'll look it up. I I can I agree with you in a in a macro sense I'm ready to fade the Chiefs man we were watching that Denver game obviously it doesn't mean a lot it's week 18 but this Chiefs team uh, they scored 26 against your Brownies 26 against the Browns better defense than yep. the Chiefs 28 against the Vikings 20 against the Ravens had some 37 against the Chargers. 29 against the Bears. They're going to they're gonna score. They're going to score. Well, they're going to have points. They're going to have to score 24, 21 to 24, and uh, you know, I, I Devin I, Bush pick. Yeah, it very well. You know, and the Chiefs have been slow starters in a lot of playoff games before. Obviously, the Houston game from a couple of years ago. I'm just tired of the um, Chiefs. Like the Chiefs getting showered with praise. I don't care who you're playing. It's a playoffs, and they're a 13 point favorite. You know, I don't really think they've done enough this year to 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 garner that. And I think really the 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 biggest factor in me making this play is the game these teams played three weeks ago, and the fact that the Steelers went into Arrowhead and just got a, the game was over in the first eight minutes. The game was over, and I think that them going back to Arrowhead three weeks later, getting a second shot at it, I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to run away with the game. I, I think that the, the Steelers are going to play very disciplined, and I think they're going to be able to keep it within an arm's length. That's all I need. 13 points. Just keep it within an arm's length. Don't get blown out. Um, so we'll see. I, I like it a lot, obviously. I've already played it. And uh, just looking forward. I think it's going to be a fun game um, because I really do think it's going to be a, a competitive game. Uh, Club, where's your head at with this game? We haven't really given you a shot to talk. 
I mean, I, I like the Chiefs, yeah. man. I think the Steelers overall just, just kind of too flawed of a team, like Tommy was saying, especially offensively. I mean, I think it's awesome they made the playoffs. I loved watching the, the Ravens it's game. Ben, ben driving for his career. Yeah. It's great theater. Um, liked watching it. I, I kind of felt like they were going to get it done. I uh, Right before they hit that chunk play to like Ray Ray McLeod, uh, when they were down, I, I tried to live bet them at like plus 150. And then they hit that play and it went to minus yeah. two hundred, so I didn't I didn't take it. Um, but I, I mean I think hey, if some of their playmakers on defense make a couple plays and they can keep it close, um, but the, the the Christmas weekend game still still sticks in my mind. So sure. I, I think I mean I think the I think the Chiefs are relatively happy to see the Steelers back in town. Well, honestly, too, if if you think the Steelers are going to score twenty, you might want to just play the over. I know you already made your play, obviously, but I'm just thinking, like, if the Steelers are scoring 20 to 24 points and you still think the Chiefs are going to win, um, that, that total is going to fly over. I think it's at, like, 46, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I just – I know, I know, totals. I know, I know. Because I think the game could get brought to the mud, too. You know, like, if it's crappy weather. You know, I don't want to be on the over if it's, like, a crappy day in, in Kansas City – and, you know, the Steelers get a big sack on the first drive. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we're playing like a, you know, a game where the Chiefs are going to have to win this one 24-17. Or they're going to, you know, one of those kinds of games. I'll just take the points with the Steelers. Um, last but not least, Monday night playoff football. Yeah, Liam, I'm curious about your, your thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, man. The Cardinals visiting the Rams. Um, fully objectively, I think this is an awesome matchup. I'm, I hate to see it because these are like my two kind of favorite rooting interest teams in the NFC um, from a playoff standpoint. But I think it's going to be great TV. It's going to be a great matchup. I have no play on this game specifically. I did put a $50 wager down on the Arizona Cardinals to win the Super Bowl um, to, to at, at 25 to 1. Um, that was kind of my hedge of this game. I already, you know, everyone who listens knows the Rams are my preseason Super Bowl pick. Um, I, I, I'm sticking with the Rams as my Super Bowl pick. I expect the Rams to win this game, but I think whoever wins this game is going to be the most likely team in the NFC outside of Green Bay to make a Super Bowl run. Um, and honestly, man, I'm really disappointed that the Rams didn't win th- that game week 18. Obviously I wanted the Niners to make the playoffs. I think it was well-deserved, but just from a standpoint of like being a Rams supporter, having that opportunity to get the two seed and play new Orleans in the first round. Um, I think it's it kind of encapsulates the Rams' season thus far, where it's like good but not good enough, really. Um, and but hey, the regular season's over. You got a, a three-game schedule here to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and step one is the Cardinals, a team you split with in the regular season, and uh, you're at home for whatever the heck that's worth at SoFi. Um. I lean Rams, but man, I'm really not confident. I also, from a Kyler Murray support standpoint, I said this a couple yeah. weeks ago, the Cardinals need to win their first playoff game. They need to win a playoff game. It's time for Kyler to make that step where they're now a playoff competitor and they have something next year to build off of. They're getting J.J. Watt back from injury, however big that is. I think this is a Cardinals defense that's been a little undervalued all year. I think they can rise to the occasion in the playoffs. they got some really good playmakers. Yeah, the Rams' offensive line also has been kind of it's suspect. It's been suspect. Stafford has led the league in interceptions this year, which is a major problem. Yeah. You have to assume Stafford's probably going to turn the ball over at least once. To me, man, this game comes down to Kyler Murray. 
if Kyler Murray plays a complete and good football game like we all have seen before and we all know he can, the Cardinals are going to win this game. If the Rams defense can find a way to compromise Kyler Murray and to keep him contained, they're going to win the game because the Rams are going to get their nut on offense. They're going to put up a certain amount of points, but they're not going to be able to keep up with Kyler if he's on. Um, and that's kind of what it comes down to for me. This is the game I probably am most excited to watch in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, selfishly, I kind of hope the Rams win, even though I love Kyler just to be right and to think that the Rams, this, it would be a great way, I think, for the Rams to start the playoffs. is like, hey, we beat a good Cardinals team at home, and now it's like we can play against anyone in this conference. Um, but ultimately, man, uh, not, a huge, not a very strong lean either way here. Um, you know, I, I would probably line this game at three and a half or four to the Rams, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much where it looks like we have the biggest disparity here too. Just between we have some four and the halves, and then we got a three and a half on DraftKings, which one fifteen to the uh, yeah one fifteen favorite for for the Rams. Um, I like the Rams here. Uh, I think I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is playing. I know that's not official yet, but I was he's not. I was yeah, he's on crutches. Uh, That's huge. DeAndre Hopkins not being there for the Cardinals is huge for that offense. Um, you know, I think I've, I've had my – I think both of these coaches I've, I've had my issues with. I think that Cliff is a definitely a you know bigger of a quote-unquote fraud than McVay is. But I think McVay deserves a lot of criticism for how he handled that Niners game. The fact that he has no answer for – like it's comical now. The fact that the Niners have beat uh, the Rams six times in a row – um, Matt Stafford, I think we kind of have been biased. He's a good quarterback, but he's not elite. He can make unbelievable throws that make him look like an elite quarterback, but he's just not playing at that level right now. He's not. He's not in that 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 higher tier of with the 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 mental side of it has never totally been yeah. there to me. With and him. I think we kind of assumed that that was going to change this year. And, and look, he's got a great opportunity ahead of him. But I just likely said the fact that we can kind of say like, well, there's a chance that. You know, there's a good chance that Stafford's going to throw a, a pick or, or have a bad turnover in this game. Like that's not good. That's not going to work when you go up to Green Bay. That's not going to work if you go to Tampa. You know, um, and it's it not going to work. Yeah, against the Cardinals. And it might not work yeah. against the Cardinals. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that uh, I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I think getting JJ Watt back should be good for maybe this run defense. But ultimately, I think the Rams have an advantage on defense, offense, and coaching. And I got I to gotta go with the Rams here. Um, I, you know, I, I would love to – I mean, Rams at three would be, a, would, would be a great play for me, but that's kind of been the story of my, my podcast so far. So, yeah, I, I think the Rams are the side here. Um, yeah, to me, this is like the one game this weekend where I wish one of the teams like didn't have to like go home. Yeah. I kind of think, you know, it's uh, – like, like Lee said – this would have been a great opportunity for the Rams to just play the Saints mm-hmm. and then the Cardinals to, to play someone else. And both of these teams uh, have a shot to, to move on. But, hey, yeah. you know, no no sympathy for the Rams. You you blew your opportunity against the Niners yep. where you're blowing them out. And now you have a really tough opponent, um, you know, a, a team that was in the, in the catbird seat for the one seed for most of the season and um, is now uh, – Hey, now now you're uh, a wild card visiting the Rams. Yep. Hey, 
Hey, and the Cardinals could have could have had a home game too. Yeah, absolutely. And they could just have. couldn't beat beat the six and ten. Well, Seahawks. the Seahawks played a great game, man. Right? I'll give the Seahawks. They credit. did, but still, they played a great game. But still. the the Cardinals defense let up what thirty eight points. Kind of, it's inexcusable, yeah. man. And Kyler did not play particularly well. And I think that so so both of these teams kind of come yeah. off rough ways to end the season. And I, I want to say too, I'm not as big of a McVay non-believer as Tommy, but the there was a third and seven. In that game against the 49ers, yep. where the Niners had one timeout left with about a minute and four seconds left, and instead of trying to you know go for the chains and maybe throw a Cooper Cup out route and see if you can't put the game away, McVeigh is totally content just jamming it up the middle for two yards and kicking it right back to San Francisco yeah. and giving them a chance to drive down the field. I think you kind of get what you ask for there. Um, and I think in a situation like that, why did you, yeah, trade, like for you trade for Stafford if you're not yeah, going to be yeah. aggressive? And in, in why Cooper Cup is like literally the most dynamic receiver in the history of the NFL, arguably this year, and you're not going to try to draw something up for him. I, I don't know. I just Mc, feel McVay like, is conservative to a fault. I think that's always been the thing with him. That was a criticism of him off of the the Patriots game, which you know I'm not as familiar with. That I don't remember that game too well. Obviously, the Patriots won 13 to three or whatever it was in the Super Bowl, but I think McVay is. Just despite being a young kind of forward-thinking coach, I think he is a little bit too conservative, and and you know ultimately I think needs to correct that, correct for that, uh, and maybe maybe that'll start you know on Monday. Which uh, which game are, are you guys most excited about of the six? Cardinals Rams. I think so. Cardinals too. Rams. My rankings would go Cardinals Rams. Bills, Niners, Bills, Cowboys Patriots, okay. Bills, Patriots, Niners, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs. I think it's Niners, Cowboys for me, but like I could say Cardinals, Rams too. Like I think those are the two. Uh, I guess I'm the most unsure about the the Cardinals and Rams. I think the Ram- The last thing I'll say about the Rams, if I'm like a Rams fan, which I'm not, but I kind of am, just because I want them to win the Super Bowl. I want you to beat the Cardinals by over ten points. Like you, you should you should go out there and like score thirty one points and win the game like thirty one to to twenty or thirty one seventeen. Come out firing, you know. Like they could really use a Stafford like MVP caliber game to start the playoffs. I think that could get them yeah. in a position where now people don't want to play the Rams if they come out and 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 light the Cardinals up, you know. What's the uh, so what's the situation if? If the Bucks win and the Rams win, do the Rams go play Depends the Depends on the Cowboys game. Yeah. If the Niners win, That's the right. Niners will go to Green Bay. If it's all chalk, okay. the Rams go to Lambeau next week. Okay. And the Bucks play the, the, and the boys? The Bucks play the boys. And then for the AFC side, if it's all chalk? If it's all chalk, it'll be Cincinnati, the... Tennessee, and Kansas City, Buffalo. Wow. Those would be some great matchups. Yep. But it ain't going to be all chalk. Yeah. It's it not just, I don't know who's going to win, but it just, it just, it just isn't. isn't. It just yeah. isn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, that what pretty we, much does what, it. What underdog are we most – I mean, I know that I'm the most confident the Niners win, but for you too, who's the underdog most likely to win? Raiders. Raiders? I would say Raiders too. I would say Raiders too. Yeah. I just think their, like, opponent is the least yep. proven. Yeah, yep. I agree. And I think the Raiders, I don't know. I think the Raiders, every year you see teams kind of get, assume that underdog role. And I think the Ra- Like both, both, both the Pats and the Cardinals, it's like, those are division games. That's a toss yeah. up. Cowboys have been a little sluggish. Niners are hot. Um, Oh, I guess I would be saying that maybe, I'm, I'm, eh, I'm not making sense, but 
No, you're you're making sense. Um, you're making sense. I'm making some sense. I just think like, um, I don't I, know. I I, I I'm not, I would be least confident in the Steelers and Eagles. Yeah, I'm I'm least confident uh, in the Steelers. I I would be shocked if the Steelers beat Kansas City. I'd be absolutely floored. Yeah, I think it's the Raiders just because I don't believe in Zach Taylor. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is me just talking to myself because I took the seven. The Burrow week off, like that could kind of be a double-edged sword. We've heard a lot of pros talk about it. And for a guy who's never played a playoff game, like I think Burrow will be fine, but there is a chance that they could come out like a little bit sluggish having not played um, in a week. And uh, I was just going to say the Raiders. I think the Raiders are, man, they are a force right now. They're, they've won four games in a row. What they did against the Chargers was really impressive. I know the Chargers kind of played and coached their way out of that game, but I still think the Raiders put a lot of pressure on them. Um, and, man, I mean, Darren Waller's healthy. Renfro's playing really well. You're seeing guys like Zay Jones and Brian Edwards kind of step up in, in their ancillary positions, and uh, I think the Raiders could, could end up taking care of business. Uh, any thoughts, Lee, on uh, – I don't know if you watched the Brad Holmes press conference or uh... – I- I didn't. Maybe maybe some of the Bears. I Bears uh, theater. I saw uh, Chris Sarkeesian sent me a tweet about Brad Holmes talking about this is the player acquisition phase. I don't know if that's from that press conference. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That is. I don't like that. I wouldn't like that what is as it? a. Uh, the idea mean? of the Lions going out and spending a bunch of money in free agency. I don't know if that's what that means. They're going to the Senior Bowl. They're going to draft some guys. Either way, it's like who's. You you, who's, who's going to be the, the Lions jury's out on Holmes? The jury's out on Holmes. Who's going to be the Lions' quarterback next yeah. year? The jury's out. The jury's been out on Holmes. Listen, I, I I've liked Campbell the whole time. I don't know how I feel about Holmes yet. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really you know. I don't know if I'm into it yet. We'll see. I think he's got more to prove than Campbell does. Outside of the Bills, who we mentioned, and and some other maybe some other examples, but very seldom when a team goes out and spends you know a bunch of their cash. Well, I don't know if that's what he. I, I didn't see the interview, but I don't. I think Clep might be right. I don't know if he means he's going to go spend a bunch of money in the free agency. I think he might just mean, you know, he's going to acquire. He's, he's he's trying to acquire players. That can mean a lot of different things. Yeah, you know? this is going to be the player acquisition phase. That is the year one was the rebuilding of the foundation of the organization. What is year two? This is going to be the. Player acquisition phase. Yeah. I don't think you should read too much into that. Is yeah, what I you, guess you I'm could, saying. You could be. Right. I think it, you know maybe that means he'll make a couple free agent signings. I don't think that means he's going to make that define the. I the think team. how the Lions attack the quarterback position in the quarterback market will say a lot about Brad Holmes, and and you know what options do do, do they really have, outside of like drafting someone at the end of the first, the beginning of the second, and riding with Goff or you know. Making it, tr- yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't ride with, golf. yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're still having this conversation. Yeah. I hope, yeah, I know <laughs> a year later. It's like, I really hope we're not having the golf conversation in April. I really hope that's not like a, a thing, but maybe we will be. Uh, um, all right, boys, it was a pleasure. It, it's draft season for, for the Detroiters, it is, yep. Feels good. It smells like draft season. Carson Strong, come on down. Pick pick twenty eight. Yes, sir, that would be something else. Pick thirty two, you mean? I'm tempering my expectations. Lee, thanks for captaining the ship. Absolutely, my pleasure.
Tommy, you gonna try me?